everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Sullivan County Democrat uh, podcast. I'm joined today by Sims Foster, co-founder of Foster Supply Hospitality and uh, chair of the Sullivan Catskills Visitors Association Board of Directors. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the tourism industry and how that has been um, affected or will be affected by um, the COVID crisis. But before we get into those particular questions, uh, for those of you who don't know, Foster Supply Hospitality uh, has founded a nonprofit called The Single Bite, which uh, empowers young people to care about the food they eat and where it comes from. And during this crisis, they've shifted their focus to help feeding their neighbors. So I thought maybe to start this off, Sims, if you could talk a little bit about that and what Foster Supply Hospitality has been doing. Thanks, Joe. Good, good to chat with you as always. And, uh, and thanks for all the work that you and and the Stabberts and the Democrat are doing uh, during this time. Um, yes, yeah, so we have our, our not-for-profit is called The Single Bite. We founded it four years ago quietly. Uh, and our core mission is really to partner with schools. And, um, and we started Livingston Manor. Uh, it's a multi, multi-pronged uh, approach to classroom uh, setting in, in the school and also bringing them to our restaurants and bringing them on field trips to the city and really just talking about real food versus processed food. Uh, and we were expanding rapidly. Uh, we are supposed to be, this week we're supposed to be in Sullivan West and uh, Roscoe, and clearly that is not happening. Uh, we look forward to getting back to those schools in the fall to do our program. Um, but at the same time, we wanted to uh, address a concern that is a national concern, but. Uh, very local. Uh, there is a large portion of our our neighbors that are food insecure. Uh, it's tragic. Uh, it's sad. Um, and um, but it's real. And so, because of our connections with the schools and through our executive director Audrey Garrow, we had a unique position in multiple ways. In that, I I had a a lot of culinary people that I um, uh, we did not lay anybody off at the start of the crisis. Um, so we had hands, as we say in the restaurant business, and uh, professional hands that could do, uh, you know, mobilize to be uh, putting food out. And we also had the relationship with the schools who are mandated for the kids that have uh, free uh, lunch and breakfast at school. The state said you still have to deliver, uh, the schools have to deliver and, and maintain uh, that commitment to the kids. But the assumption is if the kids are in that position, then the family's in that position. Um, and so we have tagged uh, along with the delivery system and provide each one of those homes with a meal uh, based on a, a family of five. Um, and we're approaching 2,000 meals a week is what we're producing right now and delivering uh, through the school bus system in the schools to these families. Um, and proudly, this has been an amazing team effort across the board. We've also raised, I believe, uh, now close to $80,000 in three weeks, all of which is going to uh, buy the product um, that, uh, that we're, we're serving. Um, Kirsten and I and Foster Supply are donating labor and the kitchens and all of the other aspects so 100% of donations are going to food product. Um, and so we thank everybody that's partnered with us 
to write a check to the school pe school uh, teams to the to the uh, 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 for the balloons uh, and the school bus and for a student. It's been a real uh, team effort. Great, and um, just for people to know, it's a singlebite.org, right? If they want more information or to donate, you got it. We've updated the website. Uh, um, so you can find out about what we do, call it quote-unquote normally, um, but now uh, we've updated the website to talk about what we're doing during the crisis. Well, like I said, it's very touching here in Sullivan County. There's been a lot of uh, just community uh, helping out others, and um, thanks to you guys for what you do, and also um, just even the mission of a single bite. Um, nutrition is so important, especially in our youth, uh, especially when you think about children and how a lot of kids' meals on menus and stuff are usually associated with like processed chicken nuggets and stuff like that. So to actually show them like real food and stuff is a really great uh, effort. So best of luck with that moving forward. And um, yeah, shifting gears, we talked about the tourism industry, you know, especially here in the Sullivan Catskills. I mean, tourism has and hospitality have such a big effect on the area. I mean, if not just in the amount of people that it employs, but also the dollars that it raises, um, or creates are really helps in what we do in terms of how it affects the county budget and and so much of what we do in Sullivan County. There's such a ripple effect when tourism and hospitality is sort of affected as what's been going on during this pause initiative as we've been uh, working to flatten the curve with this coronavirus. Uh, but once uh, things, the ban is lifted, uh, what do you think is someone in the industry that the public can do to really help out the tourism industry and hospitality sector? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's a simple equation here in Sullivan County. Um, we have one main industry, and that is tourism. Uh, the effort to bring other industries to the county should always continue. But what, you know, fish where there's fish, that's what we have. One in five jobs is directly related to tourism in this county. 20% of jobs are tourism jobs. Uh, we produced $35 million in sales tax through tourism uh, for this county uh, last year. Um, and it was on a tear. You know, the, uh, you know, we were just year over year, just the growth was, was exponential. And, um, and now it's shut down. Um, so we have to figure out a couple things. One, uh, we need to get our industry back going again, and we need to keep our population and our local community safe. Uh, those two things are not mutually exclusive. Um, we need to be thoughtful and strategic on how we uh, approach both of those uh, both of those priorities. Um, and so, it's done at a uh, an industry level, and then at, a, at an individual business level. Uh, clearly we're going to have to, when we reopen, have less people in our dining rooms. And that's probably going to persist for a long time for all restaurants. Um, retail stores that will benefit from people coming back uh, to visit the have to have their protocols, um, but they need to welcome them back into their doors and they need to get money in the cash register. Um, so I think everyone is kind of is really grouped together uh, and trying to find the best practices that make the most sense. Um, and when we do uh, uh, open back up, um, I think we, we're going to use these next couple of weeks, all of us, to figure out how we communicate the message that we're being safe, um, but our arms are wide open 
uh, and we need people and want people to come back to, to Sullivan County um, and, and support our industry. And um, I guess for you with Foster Supply Hospitality and, um, and what you know of SBCA uh, members, uh, with um, what do you think the plans or what can you share as far as what plans you guys have in the work for when things open up? You mentioned that things might look a little differently. How might that be the case? So, you know, uh, interestingly enough, we're, we're built in hospitality to be, uh, you know, very direct uh, personal contact with guests. So we're, we're, we're looking at it from a foster supply standpoint of how we make a guest feel comfortable to have actual limited uh, interaction. Um, and it's going to be tactical along the way. It is, it is as simple as we were talking this morning about, well, menus. Let's just use that one tiny example, one of uh, going to be a hundred different touch points that we're, we're going to have to examine. Do people feel comfortable touching a menu and giving it back? Is, does every menu get thrown out? Uh, what, what's the cost of printing? Um, and one of the solutions that we came up with this morning is like, well, let's invest in some blackboards and let's put the blackboard menus back up. Uh, no one has to touch. It, it takes away one more thing uh, that people have to engage with. Of course, we're going to be wearing gloves and masks. Um, of course, we're going to be scrubbing and disinfecting. But the reality is that restaurants and hotels should, should only be the second cleanest environments in the world prior to this to hospitals, um, right? And so that's just a standard. Um, how do we make sure that a guest can potentially get into a room without interfacing with somebody. Um, but then how do you make sure that there's a note that tells them how grateful we are that they're coming back? Um, we, uh, Foster Supply in a lot of places in the county have a real interesting advantage. We have huge backyards, so people can spend time outside. We're entering the season where that's viable. Um, we're gonna be messaging that left and right. You know, um, people that have been cooped up in an apartment, uh, uh, and, and their only option is to go walk on a crowded street. We live in an environment that is uh, envious, uh, enviable to, 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 that, to that situation. And for a lot of us, we have the ability to expand our dining rooms to outside, to different rooms, um, to create the social distancing that we're all going to have to provide right away. And frankly, I think we need to assume that we're going to have to provide it for at least the rest of this year and potentially into next year. Um, and, uh, so then there's all the other points that you hear about, you know, people taking temperatures in Hong Kong before they're allowed to come in through external, uh, thermometers. I don't know, maybe we're, we're looking at every option, um, that we have to make people feel safe, uh, but people are going to want to get back to a restaurant and a hotel experience. Um, you know, we, we had some guests the very last weekend that we, were open before we chose to close the hotels, um, which by the way, I'm also very proud of our local Sullivan County hospitality industry. To be clear, we are listed as an essential business. Uh, all of us could be open and welcoming guests to the hotel rooms and almost across the board, everyone chose the better option to be safe and close down our businesses. Um, uh, it was not mandated. The restaurants, yes, of course, but not the hotels. Um, uh, but as as we go back, you know, reopening our hotels, you know, putting these procedures in place is going to be is going to be critical. 
And on the other side of that, you know, we're talking, you just kind of outlined a bunch of the stuff that destinations, attractions are going to be doing to try to keep people safe when they come there. But from a different perspective, you know, you're a Sullivan County resident, you know, you were born and raised here. Uh, from the perspective, flipping it now to people that live here year round, uh, and how can we make sure that we are welcome to visitors and such this summer and, and as we move forward with this? Well, you know, I think the, the range, it's going to be interesting to see the many different perspectives um, that people have. Uh, unfortunately, I have heard some people who have an us versus them mentality, which I would uh, classify as uh, sad and, um, and quite frankly is the reason that, that one of the reasons that we were in, when we gave up on welcoming people to this county that we hit such a, a hard time, right? There, there's no mystery that the heritage of hospitality is the heritage of Sullivan County. Um, many other things, of course, agricultural and farming, and I'm not, I'm not saying that those things don't exist and don't interplay with, with each other. But, you know, this idea that, that um, you know, in order to be safe, we have to not welcome people is, is not viable. Uh, in order for us to be safe, we have to start to get back into life and we have to start welcoming people back um, safely. So uh, again, I'll say it, I, I keep saying things aren't mutually exclusive, right? It, it's not be safe and have no one come, you know, be dangerous and have people come. It is be safe and have people come back and start coming into our uh, economy. And by the way, let's not be myopic or, or, or have tunnel vision. Every tourism uh, uh, county and destination has been shut down, right? So we're all going to be at the same starting line about trying to get people to come back, uh, whether it's Rhode Island or Sullivan County or Palm Springs or, you know, Dubai. Um, and we're in a unique place. We have multiple millions of people who've been cooped up, who can get in a car and not fly and come to a place that's got, you know, acres and acres of land and sit on a bench, you know, 75 feet away from the next person. Um, you know, those are the things that we have to our advantage and we need to be careful about uh, messaging. But I think that we should not uh, at all uh, be afraid to message who we are. Um, and and try to get these people back. And we're going to need the SCBA more than ever. Um, the SCBA is a destination marketing group. Its job is to tell the story of Sullivan County and the stories. It's not just about a large hotel or a casino or a water park or a four-room bed and breakfast or a restaurant or a main street uh, or a rail trail. It's all of those things cumulatively to talk about why someone would want to come here for their own personal preference. Um, and we, uh, we need that organization to fire up the engine again uh, immediately and start telling people, come to Sullivan County. Great. Um, and the next question is sort of a two-parter. Um, the first is looking at this summer um, and sort of, you know, obviously, we might not be starting at the time that our busy season normally does, but one, how do you think the hospitality and tourism sector will be affected by this crisis in terms of this summer? And then the second part of that question is, 
with every pandemic that we've never experienced before, um, while things might just be what we might see as a blip on the radar in terms of some of the changes we make, uh, I guess for you, what long-term effects do you think or changes can you see happening because of this? No. Yeah, boy. I mean, I, 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 think, I think we're going to be in an extended period of um, having to uh, put these protocols that we're putting in place now, they're going to last for a while. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to sit somebody right next to, to, to somebody two feet away for a long time. You're not going to be able to, uh, you know, two months into the summer, just pretend that this didn't happen um, and go back to the way things were. There's going to be a new way to welcome a guest to a restaurant, to a hotel, and into the hospitality world. Um, that, that is for sure. A, a large impact to our business and to uh, many people's businesses, I think we have to assume that the uh, limitation on holding large events is going to extend for a long time. Um, so what does that mean for a place like Bethel Woods? Right. What does that mean for, uh, you know, wedding business, which has been a growing business, especially in the western part of the county? I think we have to assume that it's going to be a while before there's somebody says, sure, bring 250 people in from all around the country and the world um, and mix them together. Um, so I think people need to, businesses need to understand uh, that, you know, those impacts will be the longest uh, effects of this of of, of this crisis and this pandemic. Um, so we're going to have to retool for us. You know, we have a healthy wedding business. We're assuming that we're not going to, uh, you know, we've already, you know, we are supposed to have a wedding, a first wedding of the season this coming weekend. Um, clearly that's not happening and we just keep pushing further out. Uh, you know, we've now moved all the June weddings and, and, uh, and so, you know, that's going to be an interesting interesting new paradigm and it will be very interesting to understand when we will be able to bring uh you know more than six people together uh in in one space uh and then you know um, again the positive view of this to come back to it we're uniquely positioned you know we have a lot of attributes that people are going to be looking for because they're going to travel right the stat that i just saw is that 72% of people polled uh, in this recent poll said that they are willing and want to travel as soon as they can. Um, and then they talked about, but I want to go by car and I want to get out of high density areas. Well, I mean, that's going to all lean into the best attributes of, 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 of us uh, as a, as a County and as a region. Um, so, we could be better off than certainly some other, some other, some other places. You know. Cool. Well, you know, thank you for joining us today and on this, uh, on our podcast and for everyone listening, um, in addition to a single bite.org, just putting that out there one more time to learn more about that initiative and how you can help. You can learn more about foster supply, uh, hospitality at foster supply, um, I know you guys have a lot going on in addition to your, uh, you know, great resume of places that already exist and then a new addition coming in Canoza Lake with the Canoza Hall soon. Um, it's ready. We were supposed to open in late March. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, you know, whenever this crisis is over, that's going to be another cool place that people will definitely be able to check out. And then for the Visitors Association, with so many resources in terms of what you can find in tourism, you can go to SullivanCatSkills.com. Thank you for joining us today, Sims. Thanks, Joe.